My guest today is Jill Griffin. Jill is a corporate governance fellow and independent director for Luby's Fuddruckers. That's on the New York Stock Exchange. The dual companies employ around 8,000 staff and operate national and global franchisees. She is chairwoman of the board committee that oversees risk management, succession, store operations, talent management, IT, social media, branding, and food safety. Jill is here to share her expertise on getting a seat at the boardroom table. Why it's important for not just executives, but for entrepreneurs too, and her tips for boardroom readiness. Welcome, Jill. He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, so my first question is, why would anyone want to serve on a board of directors? (laughs) I love that question. Um, Well, let me tell you. First of all, I want to talk about the fact that this accent is from a really tiny little town in Marshall, North Carolina, and you would have never, I would never in a million years thought that I could be on a corporate board of directors. But the reason I've loved it so much is what I learned in a year of board meetings is equivalent to renewing my MBA every year. Uh, I get to contribute to corporate strategy at at its highest level of complexity. I've been part of a board that's guided two beloved restaurant brands on the brink of demise back to financial health. Can we we mention those? can, Can I go ahead and mention them? Oh, yes. Uh, Luby and and Fuddrucker, right? Yes. And Luby's is a uh, cafeteria-style restaurant that a lot of your your, uh, listeners may not know about. It's a a little bit more of a southern uh, brand, too, right? It is. It is. And we serve uh, from scratch cooking and have lots of healthy options. But then you can get great fried chicken there, and that's kind of stuff too and then Fuddruckers who bought out of bankruptcy and you know it's got a great brand we're getting a lot of traction with that brand so that's really a lot of fun. I always liked uh, I gotta I give you a plug for Fuddruckers because I always liked the bread at Fuddruckers it was always for a good good burger definitely thank you we got great onion rings every kind of burger you could top you name it so yes so uh, those are a few of the reasons why I love being part of a corporate brand. Yeah. Well, but, you know, it's got its downfalls, too. I mean, I serve on a number of corporate, uh, both public and private, and right. and some that I own. I serve on more than the average person just because I own some of the companies or have a, a ownership in some of the companies. But yes. you, but most people don't know that there's also some liabilities. I mean, you, you gain some things, but you, there's also some liabilities. Can we talk about that? Yes. And anybody that serves on a corporate board, you got to make sure you've got adequate, if not a preponderance of DNO insurance. Yeah. Um, because you are, you do have a fiduciary responsibility, so you better have some really good attorneys around you. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's really, and we do. So there is some downside to that. Uh, also, it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And uh, you're, you're probably working for slave wages 
when you really get down to it. But um, I get a lot of joy out of it. I love the people that I surround myself with. They're some of the brightest people that I've ever been around, and I've learned so much. That's a lot of hard work. I mean, most people, most you know, a lot of people, they all want to say, well, I'm going to go get on boards. Well, first of all, it's not easy to do. You know, right. and, and there's only, you know, even though there's lots of you know, publicly traded companies, a lot of big companies, a lot of companies out there, 28 million companies in North America, it doesn't mean you're going to be one of the people selected to be on one of those boards. It's it's a fairly small community, quite frankly, of the people. Well, it that is. Yeah. And it's uh, what I, my mission in writing this earn your seat on a corporate board was to pull back the curtain on the selection process. Yeah and help people understand, are they board worthy? We've got a, or are you ready? I've got a quiz on my uh, joegriffin.net website Mm -hmm. that they can go through a series of questions. But it is, it has been um, a club in the past, a little clubby, you know, you get me on your board, I'll get you on my board sort of thing. And I've really wanted to pull the curtain back on that process so it could be a level playing field for everybody. Yeah, well, let's 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 talk some of the numbers because I think it's kind of interesting to know. Most of them are men on the boards. So we, we we know that, uh, which is which is wrong, quite frankly. Uh, you know, <laughs> when you look at the population of the North America, it's uh, more women than men. Yet more men serve on boards. Seventy. 80% of uh, boards have men on them. Median pay for an independent board of ger- member for an S&P 500 company was $255,000 last year. That doesn't count stock. That's just the median pay. So, you know, it's not a bad gig if you can get them. Uh, but right. but you're working hard. And, again, I, I, I want to point out the liabilities because people don't think this. I've been sued numerous times being on boards or the yeah. threat of being sued. And, quite frankly, you get in some real rough decisions. And you got to sign your name on some on some forms that yes, could, you, you know, that says you've you've done your job and you can go to jail if you don't do it right. And, <laughs> and then there's roughly 4,300 people in the U.S. hold non-executive director board positions. So, again, a very small community when you think when you really look at it um that's true yeah that's true but let's talk about some of the tips jill because you've been you you've you've learned the ropes and let's talk about you know what are some of the tips to earn your seat on a board well first of all i'd start out by saying do you truly have the time to serve yeah because if you're saying yes to a seat you're probably carrying a commitment of five to 10 years. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not unusual for 10 years or more. So you really, you're, you're talking six to eight meetings a year. So you got travel time to and from those meetings. And committee and meetings and committee. And committee meetings, that's yeah. right. And I chair, I chair a committee. So you can really be on call pretty much all the time. Uh, if compensation is the reason you want to serve, you need to think again, because yeah. there's far better ways to earn money than serving on a corporate board. Yeah. Investing so, money is a better way to, than doing that. I mean, because you, you think about, you know, look, I I serve on 14 boards, all right? So that's a lot. That's I know that's a lot. Yeah, you know that. And now a good number of them I own the companies, and that, like I said, in other ones I'm only an advisor. Or, you know, I serve in some advisor capacity. But let's say out of ten of those, over the next four years, how many will have a an exit? You know, very few. 
we'll have a chance for that. So That's true. You know. But the good news is, the good news is, because of all the listings that you can get get your hands on based on the internet, you can see who's rotating off, what their retirement age is, yeah. what skill set they have. Can you match that skill set? So there's some really savvy ways to figure out if you're a good fit. Yeah. Well, listen, let me take a quick break, and I'm going to come back to some of those savvy ways because I think it's more about who you know than, than being real smart sometimes. But that maybe that's part of being smart. So, <laughs> hey, okay. it's, it's great to have some of my favorite brands as a sponsor here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. When I'm ready for a coffee break, it can only be Dunkin' because America's largest retailer of coffee by the cup, their rich and bold blends hits the spot for me every single time. I love these guys. I love the people. I love the donuts. I love the sandwiches. I love everything there is about Dunkin' because you can find them. I'm in New York, man, and you can find them almost in every doggone corner, which is awesome. Uh, they're better than those five bucks guys that uh, everybody, some other people like to go to. I, I like I like a regular, regular cup of joe, you know. So America truly does run on Dunkin', so don't forget to swing by your local Dunkin' and pick up a cup. 70% of their sales come from coffee. You drink coffee, Jill? Oh, I drink. I drink. And I, I use Dunkin'. In my um, when I put it in my curate. Oh, ooh, you, yes. you buy those little K cups. Yes. Yeah. I do. Oh, good and for I'm you. A big coffee drinker. Black. Yeah. Black coffee. That's yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me about you. I've known you for decades, and that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> you know, I think you're probably half coffee, right? And the other half, <laughs> the other half money. The other half is money. Oh God, give me a break. So, so, so let's talk about you know you, you you mentioned the fact that you know you go look at the listings and you can look at listings right and, and see who's there. But isn't it more of like who you know? Well, it, networking is a huge part of this. Yeah, huge part of it, and you got to go fish where the fish are. So yeah. that means National Association of Corporate Board Directors. Yeah. Uh, get the magazines. Like I get them. There's a magazine of that. A corporate boards directors. Oh, there is. Yeah, there is. Yeah. And getting getting to know those people is some of the best networking you'll ever do. Well, it's a who's who. Who's who. I mean, right. yeah, when you look at especially the publicly traded companies, but, you, you know, you don't have to go for a publicly traded company either. There's lots of startups where they need, they, re, they really need good experience, right? That's exactly right. And there's some great private companies out there that uh, pay well. And, you know, you know it, uh, there's many ways to go. And, and actually, some of the best, um, some of the best um, contacts you can make are on not-for-profit. Yeah. I mean, that's how Bill Gates got his start mm-hmm. was uh, through his mother on a non-profit. See, I never thought about that until, you know, I'm, I'm active with a couple of groups. Like there's women corporate directors, women in the boardroom. Um, really, I'm working very hard, as you know, to get a lot more women on corporate boards because I just think it's, a, it's, it's just not something we should have to even defend. And yeah. um, it's just for a long time, been a, it's been a, you know, hey, look, I'm a good old boy. I get it. Um, and it's been a good old boys network. And I think we should reflect the populations we serve. And therefore, the board should reflect those as well. And um, so I've been active on that. And one of the things that just surprised me, Jill, was the number of people who were trying to get on nonprofit boards. Because I never thought about that. 
But that's a great, great, first of all, it's a great way to make great connections, right? To get on corporate boards, right? It is. And here's a tip about nonprofits. The closer you can get to the money in a nonprofit, the better credential you can have. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, like, if you're serving on a, a board, get where the money is. Go where who's handling the money is. Or raising um, it. Or raising it. Or raising. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. But those those can get you far better credentials for a, um, a nonprofit than you can just sitting back and serving on other committees. And I would think those would be better for if they were like, I'm not going to say arts in general, but because I don't think it's just that. I think health groups too. But certainly national boards like American Diabetes, Juvenile Diabetes Foundation, uh, Pulmonary Hypertension Association, Cancer Association boards, where there's some heavy hitters, that's one, and there's, they're doing some really great good. And, they're, and you can get a chance to get on the national from doing a great job at the local. But also, I think of things like, I don't know, if you were in New York, it'd be the Metropolitan Opera, the, you know, the, the art museum, the places where some big, big money guys are at. That's exactly right. Yeah. And women. Yeah. You know, they're huge. Well, when I say guys, yeah. When I say guys, I, I meant, you know, and I'm saying guys means guys and gals. I, I don't, got it, got okay. it, got it, got right. it. Yes. But yes, the uh, not-for-profit is a great place to get in, in and those people have buddies in corporate boards no question about it yeah well in fact that's a lot of the corporate folks you know especially let's say let's take a local local museum like let's take in when i was in rochester a lot of the executives that served on the george eastman house museum ah, um, yes. were all you know xerox kodak bird's eye Bausch and Lom. They were all executives at all those companies and then some big, big wig um, studios, motion picture studios. So, yeah, that was a great board to be on. I never got on that board, but it was a, it would have been a great one to get on. <laughs> yes. What so what other what other tips do you have for, you know, earning that? Because you got to earn it. it, it people, they're not just going to come looking for you. You've got to really put yourself out there, right? You do. And you've got to get some visibility. And, uh, you know, my area of specialty was customer loyalty or mm-hmm. is customer loyalty. And that, that book that I wrote, on your, um, Customer Loyalty, How to Earn It, How to Keep It, that, that book opened so many doors for me because yeah. I knew, you know, I didn't have any, hardly any presence in Austin. And, you know, I knew I needed a book, you know, You've done the same thing. Leverage those books, but yep. you've got to get you've got to get visibility, and you've got, especially for women, you've got to take some risks. You got to get out there. You got to build your corporate brand, and then leverage it. And that's the best advice that I could give any woman or guy, for that matter, to. Uh, get on a board. You well, gotta be brave. You gotta brand yourself. Yeah, and you gotta, you gotta build that resume, right? I mean, oh, you do. yeah. I mean, you have a when when you go 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 for these positions, and there's a number of ways to do it, right? You're gonna network. Um, you're gonna have an area specialty that's gonna be unique. So you want to find out what that is. Like if you're, some people will say, well, geez, I'm in the legal side. Well, hey, look, a lot of non not a lot of startups are gonna need legal help. 
and right. and and they're going to exactly you can right. serve on those boards as an advisor to help them you know lay off some expenses that's one and then also gain some insights that they're going to want to need so if you got a specialty that's that's one way there's also search firms right that are out there that are looking they are but i i can tell you something about search firms you don't need search firms come to you when you don't need them mm-hmm. okay that's really i mean for the beginning person that's looking for a board seat search firms are not going to really want you until you don't need them i, I yeah. guess is the way i would say about that um although i will tell you that NACD Rochelle Campbell there, she is one of the best uh, matchmakers between a board seat and who's looking for a candidate. Um, I really admire Rochelle a lot, and we've co-presented on some things at NACD, um, and she's one of the best board recruiters out there. But again, You've got to have the resume. You have got to have a resume. And, Jeffrey, you and I know that a that what a resume looks like for a board director is very different yep. from a management resume. Yep. I so take- you've, real, you've got to show you've got a vision. You've got to show what your, uh, you know, what your path to success has been, your ability to produce results, all of those things. Hey, let me take a quick break, and I want to come back to the differences that you've got to really stress in both of those documents because they are different, and you got to you got to really stand out. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So I'm going to talk about Liberty Tax because it's officially tax season and it's great to have the good folks from Liberty Tax on board all business. Liberty is the fastest growing retail tax preparation firm with over 4,000 offices across North America. And it's a great seasonal franchise opportunity too. So if you're looking to get into the business, add another service because, hey, they have a, uh, a franchise that you can do it part-time, which is kind of cool. Uh, or if you just need great uh, tax prep services, look to Liberty. You know who they are. They're the guys standing out way even on the street. You see them a lot of times. I love those guys. I love people that do old-fashioned stuff. And speaking of old-fashioned stuff, that's what you have to do here too, Jill is you really got to get, I mean, this isn't something you do digitally. This is this is pressing the flush and getting out there and really making it happen. I, I like the point you made about the search firms because it, it's like I can't get a job because I can't get the experience. I can't get the experience because I can't get a job. And, and and when you're really busy doing what you're doing, then that's when it really starts coming to you. So it it's about getting that first break. And I, I love the fact that you, you talked about nonprofits being a great way to get in. Uh, and then also, as I mentioned, these new startup companies, great way to get in. And, right. and then on the big ones, on the big, 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 huge companies, I typically see search firms working with them more than yeah. others. Yeah, right? But you know, the, for a beginner, somebody that's wanting to uh, really grab a seat, some of the best places to start are micro-cap boards that have less than $300 million. Yep. And small cap that go anywhere from three hundred million to two billion. Yeah. But that's where the beginner corporate director. That's where you're going to have your best shot. Yeah, or even a, they're even a couple million in size for some that's of these. Exactly yeah. right. And that's by the exactly way, I've done those. I've done them. 
and and they're Luby, great Luby, experience. Yeah, Luby Luby Fudge is a micro cap board, mm-hmm. and um, still it's a great place to get your foot in the door. Great place to and and uh, uh, once you're in, other boards come calling. Yeah, that's the way it works. Yeah. So I think if you're right now, if you're a woman or a person of color, you're in more yes. demand than a white guy. I'll say it like that: middle-aged yes. white I guy. Think, I think I think that is correct. And the last the last research I saw, there's about 15 percent now of boards that do have women and minorities. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's still small. But I think it's a little higher. It's like, seven, I, I'm not going to quibble with you, but like 17. But you're, it, it's still okay. t- way too low. That's what oh, we know. It is way yeah. too low. That's yeah. right. That's exactly right. But, you know, I also tell, uh, I'm writing a book right now that's going to come out in May called Women Make Great Leaders. And I tell young women that the men are still the power brokers at the table. Go find some men to champion you, yeah. because all my champions have been men, and they've opened doors. You know, I've had to perform and show that I could do the job, but they've certainly opened doors. And I know, Jeffrey, you've opened doors for women, no doubt about it. Yeah. Well, that's what but you that, should do. That, that you should do that. Yeah. But that's 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 another thing because. Women tend to think, "Oh gosh, I can't. I'm, I'm not. I'm uncomfortable with having a male mentor me." But I gotta tell you, that's the probably the best mentoring you could have. Well, and or they're afraid. You know, I, I don't want to say it like this. I don't want to say, it, but they're afraid to ask. Ask. Yeah. I mean, I've I've mentored lots of women who are looking to get on boards, and and I tell them most of the time, you're underselling yourself. That's right. And you're limiting yourself. And they go, what do you mean? Well, like, for instance, there's one woman who was the CEO of an insurance company, big insurance company or division of an insurance company, but hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions, if not a billion dollars. And yet she said, I can only serve on boards in the financial industry. I said, what are you, what are you nuts? Are you nuts? You can serve on manufacturing boards. She goes, why? I said, yeah. all the finance experience that you've got, all the management yeah, of people you've got. Adjacent industries yeah. to any industry. Yeah. Yeah, it, I totally agree. And gosh, I mean, I, I, it just takes my breath away that women of that caliber still sell themselves short. Yeah. Um, well, we listen oh, to those. We listen to those little voices in our head, and I tell people. People say, well, "Jeff, why don't you? Don't you have those voices?" I said, "Yeah, I got them. I just stopped inviting them to dinner a long time ago." You know? <laughs> right. And you, if you don't do something that scares you every day, every day, uh, you're not putting yourself out there. I yeah, mean, that's, you, right. that's just what you got to do. Yeah, that's well, trust me, I'm out do. there. I'm scared to death all the time, so I'm out there all the time. There we go. So let me. <laughs> t- so let's talk about what it's like. All right, I, I get on. I get you. You get on a board. Now what? What? What usually happens? You, what are the steps that kind of go through? Now that you 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 just put me on the Luby board, what's going to happen? That's right. Okay, you got to. I'm not really on that board, but let's imagine I, I would love to go on that board, yeah. by the way, because then you I get to eat fried chicken and I get to have burgers. I mean, awesome. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you, I've got a VIP card. You come to Austin, honey, I will treat I'm you. I'm in. I will treat you. I'm in. Um, I'm going to go back for seconds. <laughs> you can do that too. Yeah. Um, so, 
we have an onboarding process. Yeah. You get in your, you're assigned a committee, uh, maybe several committees. I've, I've served on the, I now chair the talent management and administration committee. Oh God. We oversee most of, you know, HR operations, yeah, you'd IT. Have, you'd have to shoot me on that one. I, <laughs> I, I usually manage the comp committees. Oh, well, the MWK, if, uh, if anybody has executive comp experience, that is a shoe-in for board seat. Yeah. yeah. And have a mastery of P&L, those kind of things, very, very helpful. Yeah, there's, there's comp committee, audit. If you're on a – like if you got financial responsibilities, audit committees are big. Um, comp committees are good for guys like me because I've been through so many buys and sales of companies. So I know what those things look like and I know what the comp plans look like and I know what it's like to take a company public or to sell it to another company and then what what kick-ins happen and different things that, are, that need to be considered, especially in taking care of the teams. And, right. and, and right. so exactly. I look at it, you know, so I'm, that's where my value is, is always in that area. And so, and, and having, quite frankly, some tough conversations sometimes because. Oh, man, yeah. I tell you, that's exactly right. And, you know, one of the things I have in my uh, readiness assessment is, can you pass the loan vote? I yeah. mean, can you stand up oh. and say when everybody else is saying yes, and you say no. Can you do that? Yeah. Because that's what it's, that's what's called for. Yeah. You know, and you just got to be able to do that. Yeah. I, there's there's been times where I have voted. And I go, I shouldn't have done that, and I regretted it, and I've said it publicly, in yep. in the boardrooms or in meetings later on, where I said that, I, that was a mistake that we did, and and here's why. And or sometimes where you've got to stand up to the team. I mean, I'm, I'm in a board right now uh, where the team's coming and asking for more stock, more incentives. And I'm going, no, performance doesn't show it. Sorry, doesn't show That's it. Right. You know, look, I, I got a lot of, and by the way, I'm, I'm in one of those believers, if I'm on the board, I invest in the company, even if it's just buying a few shares of stock, you know, whatever right. it might be. Exactly. But, I, I, I believe that too. I absolutely got to put your money where your mouth is. You know, an, yeah. Another. Well, here let, let's let's also be clear because you're con, when you're on a board, you're considered an insider. That's right. And and as an insider, you can't trade stock and no, buy stock right. like like other people can. And then you got to keep your mouth shut when your cousin comes over and talks to you about stuff. That's exactly. You right. know, right? I mean, you do. You just got to be. Mom is the word, and that also means your spouses, your partners. Oh yeah. I mean, you just loose. What they say, loose lips sink ships. Yeah, in this case, loose lips mean you're gonna go to jail. <laughs> yeah, you know, it really seriously. It, it, I mean, oh, people it don't realize how serious it is, and and you got you know, many times I've had to say to my wife, "Hey, sweetheart, I can't talk about that stuff." That's you right. Know? That's exactly right. And exactly. even though she's friends with some of the people on the board or friends with the officers of the company, because you get to know people over a period of time and there's just certain things you can't talk about. I mean, I had that same thing when I was the chief marketing officer. There were certain things I could not know about the company because I sh they're just not in my domain and it's none of my business. And so That's e right. even though some people my, my, that were down line for me and my employees knew before I knew, and it's, it, it was tough to deal with sometimes. Yep, it was. But you just, you, mom is the word. You've got to have a lot of discretion. You've got to have tight lips. 
Um, you know, when you go into these executive sessions where it's just the independent directors and nobody else is in there, management, anybody. So we talk about independent um, directors. Let's, let's, let's explain that. That means those are the people that are outside the company because you have some people who serve uh, as officers of the company who are employees of the company. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. But the rubber really hits the road when you are in these uh, executive sessions when where none of management is in there. Yeah. And uh, that's where that's where there's some hard discussions have to take place in there. And then the chairman, and in our case, the chairman is totally independent from the CEO. He has the tough job of taking those notes and going back and making those comments. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Carrying and use that back. Yeah, it's usually not always good news either. So it's, it's not. It's, yeah. A lot of times it's not good news. Exactly. So I, it's, it's an interesting thing. Do you, so, um, what are the types of corporate boards? We mentioned nonprofits. We mentioned publicly traded companies. Then there's not. Then there's private companies, right? Private so you, companies. Yeah. That's correct. Yes. And there's a lot of companies where the private money and and serving on those uh, those types of boards is is a really good thing if you can get in on those. Well, that's those. good. And you yeah. know, a lot of times those. Um, those boards have venture capitalists on them, and you know that's been so disappointing to me is that these venture capitalists rarely, and there's exceptions to the rule, but I know here in Austin, um, it's been really hard to get women at the table in those venture capital firms. Uh, They're changing somewhat now, but I've just been appalled sometimes at how elitist those venture capitalists are. Yeah. Well, when's a good time to pursue a board seat? Well, the average age of going on a board is 60. And what you really (laughs) want to do... I'm sorry, I I just laughed. You know, that's well. they keep raising the age, too, to when you can retire, because they've been trying to keep people on. I tell you, though, if you're even a millennium right now, when you know stuff like digital technology and cyber fraud and all that kind of stuff... uh, there's some really good yeah. opportunities. I think Starbucks has put some millenniums on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a, um, I've got a uh, interview coming up with Bill Bradley, who brought his campaign manager when he was running for president. Mm-hmm. He brought her on the board. Wow. Um, he's been a real champion of women. So, uh, but yeah, Millenniums, Generation X, um, any of these, I mean, we've got to start because that's where people, you know, those bright young voices can keep us old timers fresh. Yeah, well, they'll ask they'll ask questions. Why? Let me let me give you a chance to get a plug for your readiness audit. Tell me about that. Yes. Well, it's a series of 13 questions. Mm-hmm. And you can answer yes, no, or maybe. And it's got a, a scoring mechanism on it. And it's online. You can take it online. Where's, or it, where's it at? Where, where's it at? It's jillgriffin.net. Okay, well, you can find that. At, or you can buy the book, right? That's right, yeah. exactly. But, so, but that readiness audit can really help you determine if you're 
somebody that belongs on a board. Well, and also, um, you know, what I've always learned is I don't know what I don't know. And and <laughs> by doing something like that might save you some embarrassment because I have had a lot exactly of people right. who've come to me and said, I'm going to go, I'm going to go out and serve on corporate boards. Now, having served on corporate boards, I know it's not an easy thing to do. And, but I have had people say, well, I'm going to, re- I'm retiring and now I'm just going to go serve on boards. And like, you idiot. You don't have a chance of serving on a board, you know, and, and this will this will this will save you some embarrassment and 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 show you your shortcomings and show you some strengths. Right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Because, I mean, something like financial literacy. Yeah. Man, you've got to know how to read a balance sheet. Yeah. You've got to know how to read a P&L statement, that kind of thing. You, you might have to go to school. I mean, I when right. I took when I stepped into a Fortune 100 company, I went for a week uh, to a very big prestigious school. Uh, to take some financial courses, uh, they put you through a, a intense, intense, intense uh, workshop uh, for a week. I mean, from morning until late at night on how to read uh, corporate balance sheets. Because I That's exactly right. Yeah, I just didn't want to embarrass myself. And well, NACD, National Association of Corporate Board Directors, yep. that's another reason to join that organization because they they have these roundtables all the time yeah. that'll help you with corporate literacy. Yeah, and NASDAQ and, and, um, and the uh, New York Stock Exchange does some similar things as well. Exactly right. Yeah, so. Exactly right. Have you ever rung the bell on the New York Stock Exchange, Jeffrey? I have. I've, I've rung the bell twice at the New York Stock Exchange, and, fun. and I've done it twice at NASDAQ. Wow! Yeah, that's, that's a that's a wonderful feeling, isn't it? It is, and and it's it's good to be a part of elite group, and it's good to be a part of elite interview today with you, Jill. So thank you for oh, joining me. You are so welcome. It was my privilege, Jeffrey. My privilege. Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world, Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, at the end of every single episode, I talk about the things that I learned, and I always learn lots, and most of it was to reinforce me, am I ready? If you haven't taken this test, you need to go do this, because we go in thinking, hey, you know, uh, walking with a little swagger that I'm a little too big for my britches. I'm going to go serve on these corporate boards and you don't have a clue. I'm telling you, it's scary. It's scary when you get in suit all the time because people see it for right or wrong reasons, you know, legitimate or non-legitimate. That's just the nature of the litigious society we're in. And I'm telling you, it's a scary business serving on these boards of directors. So you want to get prepared. And to be prepared, you got to get ready. And to be ready, you're going to need to take a test. And she's got it. So go take it. So that's what I think I learned the most today was, uh, are you ready? Am I ready? Are you ready? So go do it. Right there. So uh, it's great to have Jill. I've known her for decades, and it was she uh, she gave us some good information for us to keep in mind as we're looking at our board. So, and you want to think about uh, forming your own board using people like Jill or others to uh, to go through these same kinds of questions. So, hey, uh, speaking, are you ready? Are you ready to to tell someone about the show? I'd appreciate it if you would. It helps me because that gets me out to more and more people. And we've been talking right here, all business with Jeffrey Hazlett on CBS Play. It and anywhere else there's an, uh, a podcast. Thanks.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.